those businesses who have evolved, adapted over time are the ones who accelerate. Those who sit back and say, eh, this is going to be another pet rock, I'll let it go, could for be forced into failure, foreclosure, not making it. Again, I'm not saying this is going to be the pet rock or the latest and greatest. Only time determines that. We're predicting between the two of us that it's that revolutionary. But but in but in the end, even with changing tools like this piece we're discussing, chat GPT primarily, you still have to be able to execute on a plan. You still have to control costs in your business. You still have to be competitive. You still have to deliver results for your client. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing. From the platforms you need to be focused on to the cutting edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today our guest is Thomas Van Ann, the chief marketing officer of Viral Solutions, who has 40 years in marketing and is Ooh. very well aware of the uh, potential impact of AI based on his uh, current experience as a longtime agency owner. So welcome, Thomas. Thanks for having me. It's a, a pleasure to meet and talk to your audience. And this is a pretty big subject that's on the minds of a lot of us. Yeah, well, I know you were you had a conversation right before this one with, uh, you know, Height Digital, which uh, has right. a bunch of agencies. So uh, it's a it's a hot topic and has a lot of people concerned, has some people excited. Uh, but I figure what we could do today is kind of talk about what is the potential impact that AI could have on marketing agencies uh, and what people might be able to do about it. Fantastic. So where do you think it's headed? I'm, I want to hear your point of view first, <laughs> because, well, you're in touch with how many different agencies? Hundreds? Uh, oh, thousands. Yeah, I, I talk to a lot of okay. contributors, writers, professionals. Like, it's it's interesting. Uh, for me, like, I, 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 I you know, it's us and we see the client side. Yes. So I'm interested in what you think. Let, let's sort out the full service marketing people, okay? The people okay. who want to be the client CMO. What's the impact on, on AI slash chat GPT? You see eh, a couple of years from now, three, five years from now, the agencies, oh, what's going to happen to it? Well, it is. But, but wait a minute. You picked this. You and I picked this topic because we see this as being quite evolutionary, correct? I do. So oh, let me break it down. I'll break it down in two parts. So we have okay. the initial impact, which I think really revolves around marketers having more access to better tools, which will negate the need for outsourcing to VAs, uh, hiring low-level help, uh, you know, and using systems that or using multiple systems where a single system might be better. So usually okay. aggregating data. Uh, data entry, uh, data research and analytics. Um, mm -hmm. I think AI initially is going to have a huge impact on your ability to find the information you want without having to hire somebody to crunch a bunch of data. So that's that's one that's the light part. So what do you think of that? Uh, 
I like taking the counterpoint. Uh, I'm a bigger believer in the human element than I am in the automated or really any change in tool. Uh, I can remember my grandfather would not, Iowa farmer, he would not buy a gas engine tractor over his steam engine. Because you're putting 50 gallons of fuel under my seat. Not doing it. It's going to explode, going to blow up, going to kill people. Okay? I agree that these AI tools are going to improve things just as marketing automation platforms, uh, the evolution of site building, um, content uh, creation, so on and so forth. The pressure is there for us as agencies to get more efficient, also called lower billing price pressure, right? But also the client wants us more effective. Truly the great marketing agencies are actually growing businesses, not just doing the physical work, okay? They're not perceived as just what I call an implementer. They're perceived as a really smart CMO. Hmm. So the reason I'm, I love AI, but I don't see it replacing the human element is because all the variables that the human mind has to take into play to make great C-level executive decisions. Hmm. Much as when robotics went into building cars, car building has gotten more expensive, not cheaper. Hmm. But it, it made, say, tolerances on weldings way better than any human ever could. So then jobs in auto industry shift more towards sales, marketing, executive leadership, big decisions on where the next plant goes, dealing with union reps, so on and so forth. So similar in AI, agree with your input that wow, this is really going to consolidate data sources and get me better answers to questions rather than searching Google. And I, I ask one question and based upon a few words on how I ask the question determines how many millions of responses. And we're all being programmed by Google that the best responses are on page one because we know what your intent of the question is. And I don't know about you, but I found a lot of really good ones on page eight. Mm. Right? Oh yeah. Well, I think that that's actually, you know, we were talking chat uh, GPT before this and that that's right. really the big difference is that sometimes you just want an answer and it has nothing to do with, uh, oops, hold on one second. When my phone rings, it switches over to my phone and then starts playing videos on my other browsers. I'm like, oh. you're, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, we'll edit that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So before this, we were talking about chat GPT versus Google and how, you know, the, the answers are going to vary, but I might trust chat GPT because it was generated by a bot 
that it will be less biased than say the Google algorithm, which is focused on selling ads. You don't think there's a bias in that bot? No, there's not perceived bias. No, oh. I'm, I'm coming from the the <laughs> perception of of an average user. I know I okay. know that all okay. of the systems are manipulated, and you could do whatever you want. It could deliver whatever you tell it to deliver, essentially. Right. However, right. your average person goes on there and finds an answer in seconds that may have taken them minutes in Google. And so yep. that one thing alone, especially with dumb questions, like everybody has like little questions like, oh, well, what uh, phase of the moon is tonight? And you're like, I could go on Google and it'll give me a million different things. Or I could ask chat GPT and it'll give me an analysis of that question and why and I'll learn a little lesson. It's like custom content for my specific question right now. Instead of me doing a bunch of research and doing all the work in my head. So I think for me, you know, in terms of the impact on marketing and marketing agencies would be if let's say only a percentage of the traffic goes to chat GPT for those questions and not Google, but say it's, say it's 25%, 25% of people start using that solution versus Google. What impact will that have on SEO results on the necessity of uh, content creation on people's perception of whether it's even necessary to have a blog. Like, why do I answer questions? I got chat GPT. That's where the questions are. Um, hmm. So I think that was the bigger impact that I saw it potentially having in the near future because I'm using it myself. I use Google always. So you mentioned a, a potential reduction in blog content which would have a big impact on the SEO industry, would it not? Oh, yeah. So you're saying this is a cost savings tool, uh, efficiency and effectiveness tool for an agency on a positive degree, but a, and a labor reduction cost, correct? Possibly. The only other issue is the perception of what you know, because when you go to SEO companies, you go to a marketing company, it's like, yeah, we're going to get you page one on Google. How many agencies got business because they say, I'm going to get you on page one of Google. And now the perception of the business owner never made that statement. Never. (laughs) Oh, that's good. You're you're the one agency that didn't say. I don't know about that. Never. We don't do that. (laughs) But but you can see that that's what people are told. Business owners are told that all the time. And now that now their counter argument is no, no, I don't even care about that. Right. Like I don't care about content anymore. Like, so it's, it doesn't even have to actually have an effect. It just has to have a perceived effect for business owners, hiring marketers. Then that totally changes the, how to be found a bit. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now that's massive. Yeah. So that, that's where I came to the conclusion. I'm like, Oh crap. (laughs) The baby could have a huge impact that nobody could even expect and when you look at chat gpt is the fastest growing app ever you know the the amount of users they got they got a million users in i think five days where the well, next isn't, best the key, was... isn't the key to change and this industry has got to be one of the fastest changing industries ever i mean yep. three months is an eternity um <clears throat> if if that's the case you're talking about a tool that is going to completely revolutionize marketing, especially on the digital side of it. Probably as big as going from horse and buggy to automobile. 
pretty much. Or I mean, the more recent one is TV to internet, you know, where you still have okay. inter you still have TV, you know. Are you more okay? So maybe too extreme. So you're talking the difference between when you say TV, you're talking the major networks versus streaming. Yeah, or just advertising dollars spent on TV versus internet, you know. Okay. It's, because it, it, uh, that found component is so huge because it's the basis of all of our content. I mean, that's right. It's everything. It's like, how do you get found? It's like, oh, well, you do this, 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 and this, this. And now it's right. like, nope, this tool just took away a bunch of options, answering questions of your customers. Uh, Isn't that a threat to the small business owner then? I Well, now the small business how do owner they, just how do a, they, that That's always their challenge. They have to suppress the big guy. They have yes. to be able to compete on a level playing field. Well, that's so where your it's prediction like, is right. Then you're talking about millions of businesses wiped out. No, nah, not necessarily millions of businesses, because I think what will happen is that the businesses that'll have the biggest effect are online specific businesses. So let's say that you built an entire e-commerce empire, uh, drop shipping, whatever okay. kitchen yeah. device. And sure. most of your advertising is done through Google ads and you direct it specifically to this e-commerce site and your solution is a better spoon. You know, so people looking up like, oh, I need a better spoon. That's how people find your ads. That's how people find your SEO content. There you go. Now, if you say that's gone, like I asked Jack, G, GPT, what are the, the top five spoons for uh, missing front teeth? And now the spoon company may have done something targeting that, that phrase. And now chat GPT just answered the question without me needing to do a bunch of research, which I don't care that much. So I don't even want to do research right now. Just give me a freaking answer, you know? And so now it's doing that. So now that whole thing went out the window. The, the potential income is gone. Because, well, and like I said, 25%, one out of four. Now you're missing 25% of the traffic. You would have got it. So there, that's the pie. So I think for the online consumer, it's going to be bad. My, you know, uh, vision for content and branding and companies in the future is going to be, they're going to have to get way more personal and people are, they're going to have to get people to commit to the brand a lot more. So it doesn't, it doesn't take away the marketing side. It actually makes the marketing side much more valuable because you can't just be Bingo. another another cog in the wheel You're, you That's have right. to be a significant presence in people's life you have to deliver because... so all of us in all of us as marketing agencies i'm quite confident to say we have been telling our clients for a long long time you have to do 360 degree multi-channel marketing right yep That's and say. as all agencies know out there we're no different Price becomes an issue. I can only do X so much for X so many dollars, right? It's true in every business. This change, in my opinion, makes the agency even more valuable because they're going to know what to do with the answer to the question. Here's why I say that. Sorry, I'm not going to make too many friends when I say this out there. Love it. But the key to successful business, no matter what industry you're in, is your ability to execute on a plan or the information that you've been given. Whether you're making widgets or you're a lawyer, you have to be able to take the answer to your research and know how to apply it to your decision. 
then you have to have tools like AI that's revolutionizing everybody and forcing them to take a different step because it's consumer driven, right? Those businesses who have evolved, adapted over time are the ones who accelerate. Those who sit back and say, eh, this is going to be another pet rock, I'll let it go, could for, be forced into failure, foreclosure, not making it. Again, I'm not saying this is going to be the pet rock or the latest and greatest. Only time determines that. We're predicting between the two of us that it's that revolutionary. But but in but in the end, even with changing tools like this piece we're discussing, chat GPT primarily, you still have to be able to execute on a plan. You still have to control costs in your business. You still have to be competitive. You still have to deliver results for your client. This is just going to help you get better answers. But what about the bias behind those answers? That's the part I worry about. When you get artificial intelligence, it didn't start artificial. Somebody had to program it with a given set of knowledge. True. Example of this recently, I love Twitter, searching on there. And I can't remember what the discussion started out as, but this expert stated on there that without question links to a YouTube channel back to your website helped your Google search uh, authority ranking. They were literally said 100% definitive, this is the case. Hey, in comes our big brother, John Miller from Google. And he puts up a four-letter word answer to that. And he said, nope. Hmm. Then went on to describe that Google doesn't pull any such links or information from YouTube. Now, the reason I bring that case up is because that's the type, if it if the first answer is determined or programmed into AI that it is without question correct, then my question to the chat bot could be such that that is accurate when Google itself is saying that is not accurate. So where then in, do we, do we know where the bias comes into play and how that gets removed, or is that over time? Well, I mean, in terms of chat GPT, because I did, I asked it this. Okay. <laughs> and so it'll give you an answer. Uh, it's just an aggregate of data. So that, that's what I'll tell you. It has nothing to do with anything other than I pulled a bunch of data. I pulled millions of pieces of data and I gave you this answer. Like that's that's the answer that they'll say. Now, the, the unbiased of the CEO of Google I, I'm not going to believe anything that guy says. Number one, <laughs> number one, he's CEO. He's completely disconnected from operations for the most part. 
uh, he's not going to benefit from the PR generated from saying the opposite. He's a, it's, he's talking about direct competitor. I don't believe anything like, no. And I've paid the guy hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars through different companies that I've worked with. So right, right, right. no, yeah, I, Throw everything he says out the window is is how I, I, I know. I saw this answer and I went, I I I know I've done that and it's helped. Okay, so I yeah. Wait a minute here. So then, let's get back to the point then. Agents, what what's a what's a big agency for you guys to work with? How many people? I mean, in this industry, what's considered big? I think a big is, is relative, but if you have, I'd say 50 plus employees, like you are in the top tier of agencies. Okay. So, but in the grand scheme of all industries, 50, 500 employees by the U S government is considered a small business. Yeah. Or micro even. Like, yeah. yeah. So my point being is you've got these agencies out here with this big shift in this massive tool in this massive space, how do they know who to believe and who to trust? Well, and that's where Digital Marker comes in because I think that what's actually going to happen is you're going to have less of these big agencies that require big departments and you'll have more of yeah. these single smart individuals that could now act as full stack marketers because Thank they you. have all these tools and they don't have to work with a bunch of people. I mean, really as an agency owner, most of your time is actually spent managing people. It's not spent marketing right. or right. even working with the client. Now what you said right. totally makes sense because you can't replace a marketing professional with AI because an AI can't talk to you in a way that a person can, can't understand your feelings, your objectives, your dreams. Like most of what we do as marketers is actually relationship management between the client and the your staff who are executing the plan so that 100 there's no way i think ai is way far away from acting like a human in that regard but so i'm not worried about i'm not worried about managers i'm not worried about executives i'm not worried about agency owners i'm really just worried about the low-level staff where you're like hey billy from just graduated from college with a four-year degree in marketing let me teach you everything because you know nothing <laughs> or hire a new AI component and just not even think about that kid. So <clears throat> big shift, big shift. Yeah. I, I you're, think it would you're, be... you're viewing this as more as another evolution of a tool. Uh, evolution of tool. Now the search function, that is a big shift. I haven't even right. contemplated the the potential impacts and how, how marketers work around to take advantage of chat GPT to get traffic to our answers. Google isn't going to take that sitting down. Oh no, they already, they just released an article about it. it's like uh code red on figuring out how to fix their algorithm. That's why I don't trust the, the CEO either because they, They've talked about the algorithm, like we don't disclose our algorithm. Like it's a big freaking mystery. And it's like, yeah. now I extra don't trust you. You want me to tell me how you generate <laughs> your search results? Like that's yeah. horribly manipulative. You know, if you were an honest company and you cared about us, then you wouldn't do that. And you're not. So, you know, I miss, I miss Yahoo, honestly. <laughs> Yahoo was my favorite. It was such a good search engine. Yep. 
Uh, but yeah, so I, I think the impact, I think marketing agencies in general will be more valuable. I think you'll see a growth of full stack agencies because instead of having to be a specialist in email marketing or SEO or social media, you could be everything if you want to. So yeah. my business partner, Christine Kelly and I, that's where we see this shifting agencies is uh, we see consolidation in our industry coming up and tools like this are going to force agencies to merge, acquire, uh, increase market share, possibly, you know, having some people get wet, wiped out or move out of, out of the industry. Uh, for whatever whatever reason that happens in every industry when we yeah. see shifts like that. That's the main thing we see is the impact to agencies like ours with this new tool is it's just another endless shift in our industry of how things are done, how information is found, how your client can be found um, in in search marketing especially. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, your personal approach to marketing is going to be, and the cohesiveness of that approach is going to be so much more important than it is right now, where right now you could be good on one social network and that might generate everything you need in terms of being a business and answering questions for your clients and whatever. Um, I think what will happen is if you really want people to, if, if you want your content to do work, you need to be the resource that people go to instead of going to Google and instead of going to chat GPT. Like I go to joesplumbing.com because man, Joe always has the answer. Like I don't even need to waste my time going to those places. So I think the importance of the internally owned IP content of companies is going to skyrocket and it's going to be more valuable than ever because it's the only way you'll be able to connect with your audience because they have to come to you. Yeah, because you're going to have to be the resource of fact. And then you're yeah. also going to have to uh, do a much better job of brand building, brand awareness, brand loyalty, yeah. um, separate yourself from the other competitive brands, so to speak, whether you're a service industry or product oriented. Um, that's just going to become all the more uh, important. Um, so again, we see it as a consolidation tool, not only in the marketing agencies, uh, but but amongst other struggling brands that are trying to compete with the, the behemoths of the world. Um, um, I'm now sitting here in Key West and on vacation, but I'm from Northern Wisconsin. And, you know, one of my kids' favorite soda uh, when they were kids, you know, they all loved the flavored soda type of thing was, it's called Jolly Time, you know, and it's very small, regional, so on and so forth. But they're always having to compete in the grocery aisle with mm -hmm. Coke and Pepsi. Those guys came out with, say, for example, the failure of vanilla Coke. Heard Jolly Time a lot. Mm. Um. So the point of the point of that discussion is, evolution of business is nonstop. We all have to compete. We all have to find our niche and we all have to figure out how is this tool going to change how my customer finds me, mm. right? Oh yeah. 
Well, I think it's going to impact the the quality of products, the quality of service, because what's going to happen is it's, I think the cost of acquiring a single customer is going to go way up. I think it's going to be a lot more expensive to get found. However, I believe the quality product always wins, though. Oh, no, I don't believe that. I don't either. In any industry, I think it yeah. because you didn't have to. You could be Coca-Cola and put out poison. You'd be McDonald's, it's okay. the worst, most McDonald's. expensive food in town. Yeah, it does not even food. restaurant. Yep. So, well, that's that's to date. That's because of the impact of marketing and the way we market today. Now, if we fix that, if we say like, no, people search out the best products because they know the best products are out there. They just need to find them. And then the people making those products do such a good job because they're like, I got I got to blow it out of the water with every client I meet because if I could capture them, they will be my client forever. And then the approach... Because, I mean, you see it with like contracting here in, in Austin, Texas, where it's like so many people are building pools was the big issue last year or the two years ago, maybe. And you couldn't even get a quote because there were so many people who had the work. If you said like, no, less people could buy pools now. So who's going to be the winner? The best pool maker, because you're going to talk to a bunch of people in your local area and blah, blah, blah. So the, the service, I think, is going to get much more vital and the referrals and the advocates and all the all the kind of uh alternative uh marketing methods are now going to be front and center because if you don't have them you're going to be spending a million dollars per customer acquisition which is which then in trying to think of the impact of this change on the business community um i'm fearful for the bootstrap startup Oh yeah, it's gonna be rough. How now, are you gonna the, do that? The more the digitized we get, the more non-local we get, the more importance of being found. How are you gonna do that? Well, for now, it's just gonna be through content on social platforms because people go to TikTok and they look at the videos, and that's how they're finding people. It has nothing to do with Google searches. It has nothing to do with even people pursuing a solution because things like TikTok will present solutions you never even considered. Like I bought, right. I probably bought more items from TikTok than I've ever bought from any other platform in my entire life, just because they're so targeted. I'm like, holy crap. Hey, are you a 39-year-old guy who's the president of a company? I'm like, holy crap, how'd you know that? I am. They're like, well, then you want this thing. I'm like, and I do. <laughs> what the hell? How'd you know that? So I think it's uh, and that and maybe that's an AI thing too. Maybe, maybe the revolution of TikTok's algorithm has nothing to do with coding, it has everything to do with an AI that's judging every single user and feeding them content. So there, I mean, that's why that's where it gets super complicated because really what I see is you're going to have this battle between AIs, like the AIs that are like the licensing issues, let's say AIs that are searching for license violators and AIs that are modifying content. So it's not a license violation. And those two are uh, hitting each other the whole time. Yeah. Who's going to win out? And in the meantime, humans are just kind of sitting there. <laughs> So you and I were talking a little bit earlier before we came on here, we were talking a little bit about applications of this that would be super helpful. And we were talking about uh, trademark violations, which mm -hmm. today and for quite some time have been quite manual. I mean, the name of our company is trademarked. But <clears throat> to find somebody that's using that in violation, um, is a very manual process or kind of like a 
third grade tattletale type situation, right? Pain in the butt. And you were talking to me about that you foresee this helping create um, an easier way to find those in mass. Yep. Give me an example of that. I mean, digital market registered trademark, correct? Oh yeah. Well, we have like the customer value journey. That's, that's okay, our biggest. Let's, that's a great one. Great one. So what's, what I think is going to happen once you have an enforceable trademark, which I think what's going to happen is you're going to have NFTs merge with whatever licensing institution you want. So trademarks, okay. patents, copyrights, okay. you apply that to an NFT. The NFT is a blockchain to record where it is, when it was used, who owns it. And now you send an AI to find violators based on that. So now my IP, which was really hard to enforce and a big manual process, I have to hire a lawyer. They have to do a search. They have to contact the violators. The violator has to agree, blah, 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 blah. Instead, I say, hey, AI lawyer, contact everybody who's violating my trademark and tell them that they either need to stop right now or they need to pay me $5 a year to keep on using the, you know, not be in violation of my trademark. Now I, for one, have a, a greater revenue right? Because I could charge people for using it, or I have a more valuable IP because people want to use it. I'm not letting them, you know, right now, instead of just doing IP for say my mm -hmm. top framework that I've been selling now, I might do it for everything because it's easy to track. It makes me money. And so now I'm going to go after everybody for everything that I've ever done, because why not? It doesn't really cost me anything and it doesn't take my time. So that's an interesting concept that then you see trademarks being tokenized. Did I understand that correctly? Yes. That whole world shifting. Well, and then on top of that, like what, how was the value of digital marker go if we uh, did IPs for 5,000 pieces of content? Now, yeah. if we say like, Hey, I'm going to go sell digital marketer and it was worth this much with, you know, my current IP, which is like, whatever, or it's worth this much because we could go after anybody who's used the word digital marketer ever. So then let's go back then to our discussion about um, marketing agencies. Um, I know a few that take on that type of issue, but do you see that being a more important service that uh, uh, as we experience marketing consolidation, agency consolidation, I should have said, being oh, yeah. a service they have to offer? Because there aren't too many that do that. Oh, yeah. No, it, well, because it's a pain in the butt. You need a lawyer. Yeah. You need a bunch of yeah. stuff. So what ends up happening yeah. is you just don't do it. You're like, well, even if people violate it, it probably won't do anything, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But now it's super easy to track. So, yeah, I, I think for, for agencies, especially with the consolidation you're talking about, if they look at what they've created and they start to apply NFTs, trademarks, copyrights to everything they do, now the value of that just went through the roof because there's a- It would be doing a disservice to your small business owner if you're not enticing them to do this, right? Would you not? Exactly. Yeah, especially okay. if you say like, hey, Mr. CEO, I need you to shoot a bunch of videos explaining your process and why it's special. And now you say, and I'm going to apply an IP to it. So you're, one, your competitors can't steal your processes. So now you're more willing to share the information. Two, we're going to easily trademark and track it. So now if there are violations, we'll be able to sue them for it or charge them for it. Uh, and three, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you protect crap you're making? You're spending time and money doing it. Why wouldn't you do it? So yeah, I, I think agencies will have to start saying, hey, we're not just we're not just a marketing firm. We're an IP manufacturing firm. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, now you can hire intelligence. 
You're, yeah. you, you then become just as important as the CFO, do you not? Oh, more important because you're generating stuff. You're generating product. Hey, it, it, you know, <laughs> as a feeder question, I already knew we were more important than the CFO. Oh, yeah. The CEO even. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, it's it, now, now it's because I think for marketing in general has been this abstract concept that people don't really understand. They definitely don't appreciate. And they think it's just something that a high school kid could do. Now it's mm -hmm. like, no, this is a profession. We have money. We could show you the money. We could show you the results. We could show you everything you ever wanted to know about what we do for a living. And then all of a sudden marketers go from like, you know, this disrespected kind of low tier yeah. C yep. level to like, nope, literally. Oh, sorry, CFO. An AI could find every issue you're talking about without even trying. Who cares? I do creative work. I do generation. Like, I connect with customers. I connect with the producers. I connect with everybody. I mean, really, if you look at it, like markers could be more valuable than ever. And now yeah, you have to talk to lawyers more, though. So there's that. <laughs> awesome. Agree. There you I, go. I I think uh, I think it's not a tool to be scared of. No. Uh, I think it's 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 a tool that uh, has been long needed. When I say long in the works, I don't necessarily mean the coding and the creation of it. I'm talking about human evolution in the way that we think the way that we process information today, how we prefer to have information and facts delivered to us, uh, how we all have our own version of the truth versus what is the central depository of fact. Mm -hmm. Isn't that where this is all trying to take us? Oh yeah. To get well, there at least as much as humanly possible. Well, and and when we go back to like the unbiased stuff, if you think of like the the fall of media, where people used to watch the news and think that they're getting the news, you know, yeah. that's been just terrorized, <laughs> like it's gone. Yeah. But now let's say like, no, I could ask a question It's an unbiased robot giving me an answer. It's really the way I, I see it. I remember being a kid and my dad going, be quiet, Walter Cronkite's talking, you oh, know? Yeah, this is important he was information. It. And instead, it just got manipulated and tweaked and, you know, guided to whatever ends that whoever thought it was, but definitely a small group of people thought. So I, I think really it's uh, democratizing uh, content distribution, say, and puts everybody on the same playing field. So who comes up with the best, most useful stuff will win, which is what we've always wanted. All right. And then that brings me to the next question. I'm just fascinated on what you what you think here, future cast a little bit. If this tool takes us down the path you're predicting, and you and I were just talking about potentially having a single source of truth and fact, does that not then going to introduce us into a world of regulating that truth and fact where marketing on the digital side up until now has been a little bit wild west-ish coding seo blah 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 who's got the secret right yeah 
Okay. How do you see that playing out? All right. So this is, this is pretty out there, but I think that I eventually what we'll have is personal AIs that know our preferences, know what we want, know how we consume information, and then we'll work with the other AIs to provide it to us. So it's not going to be just about like, okay, this AI is the tool that I go to. It's like, no, I'll have a virtual version of myself, essentially, that, and this goes back to the licensing, I can license out to other people. So really, if it was AI Mark and AI Mark consumed all of the 20 years of content creation that I've done, has all that knowledge. Now I could license my likeness out to a company and act as a you know, CMO and provide all the answers that I'd probably provide. Maybe I monitor a little bit, but it does a bunch of the work for me, but they're licensing. Now you're talking about entering a lot of privacy protection and uh, what's the privacy rule in Europe, GDPRG. Yeah. Uh, That would then also get impacted, would it not? I mean, because if you're a repository of your personalized information, and don't tell me nobody's going to hack that. That's what LastPass said until last week. <laughs> right? Somebody's going to get it. That's You're talking about potential legal protections of all of this artificial personalized information? Oh, yeah. Well, if, if, you go, if you go really deep into the licensing, if you said that everything I do I'm licensing and anybody using that information has to be this. Because you, you see it with like uh, image generation where you say, hey, this is a non-existent person, except that non-existent person is actually a compilation of, say, five different people. You know, is that a license violation? So I think the real debate will become how, you know, how good is your AI to protect your license, which your license is everything that you do, and then enforcing it. How is it going to enforce it and how much money can I make off it? Because honestly, if I if I say I'm the spokesperson for Digital Marketer and I'm like, you know what, I could be the spokesperson for more companies, maybe outside this industry, but there's pl- plenty of people I don't contact that have no idea who I am. I could be a spokesperson anywhere. Now, if I could license my likeness and things I'd say and things I'd do to every industry, then I could act as a person who has 50 jobs without actually working another day in my life and have everything tracked because it's all licensed. You worry about this becoming a little Orwellian? Ah, I don't. I think it just depends on the the power of the AI. You know, and... you know you're kind of kind of scaring me here, dude. You're kind of <laughs> Apple commercial versus IBM back in my childhood. You know, the gray and white suits came through with the sledgehammers, and boom, we opened this colorful world um, to Apple. And that was Apple's big complaint was that. We're getting so structured, so systematized, so um, computerized that we're ruining your ability to be a free and open and creative thinker. Oh, actually, no, I don't think that's going to happen. And I'll explain why. Because I, I okay. thought about this in terms of product generation. So you think all of product right. generation and you think, okay, well, we have all these products because they're the best products, which we've already discussed. They aren't the best products. They're just the products that got made in a bunch of years today. Uh, so if you think of like, okay, so the product creation process was a required, requires somebody who has money, somebody who has a vision, somebody who has maybe the engineering know-how to make that vision happen. Somebody who has manufacturing connections, uh, somebody who knows marketing, somebody, I mean, the process of making a product is this massive, intense process. So what happened in the fitness industry, which I was in the fitness industry for 10 years, both commercial and uh, consumer fitness 
was you have a few guys at the top that literally design everything because they're the only ones that have the resources to do so. That's how products are made today. Now, if you incorporate AI and you have just these admin processes, licensing, you know, sourcing, like all these things, if I could go to a, a thing and I get my answers instantly to questions that may have taken me years of research to do today, now you have people who have good product ideas can now create anything they want using AI, 3D printing, uh, you know, rendering through a bunch of different new services. Now you could actually get real good products. And so, no, I, I think what it'll actually do is it'll explode the freedom of what people have access to because manufacturing is distributed, knowledge is distributed, all these stupid, boring admin processes that actually prevent you know, creation are gone, then now you have actual good products. So I think what we'll have is like this flood of creativity and new products and the whole new world of stuff. Like, I think it's going to look like what we always consider the future in like 10 years. We'll be like, oh yeah, I remember when we used to drive our own cars and we used to, you know, not be in VR 24 seven. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be huge. It's going to be, it's going to be huge is, is how I see it. Now there's things that could derail the entire thing. Like the, all governments could come together and just flat out outlaw AI. Like if there's AI, no, it's not going to happen. The problem with that is that the governments could actually make way more money using AI themselves as well. Just imagine how many people they try to hire for the IRS. And so IRS enforcement. If you said, no, we're just going to use AI for that. We don't need a thousand new employees. We could actually just have AI and we'll get the violators like that. Now you up the revenue for the government. Government says AI is great. And then there you go. So, you know, they don't think that way. No, they think 50 years in the past. So they'll be the last ones to adopt because they don't want to fire their <laughs> staff of 500 people who mainly just make coffee and sit around and chat all day. Which it takes does. back to the world of, of digital marketing. We've kind of had a Wild West show here for over a decade, correct? The inception, the inception of the internet. Yep. So this and will so, actually be, because I mean, I, and like this I said, is, I, in our opinion, this is, this is one of the things that's really going to start making us a little bit more structured, uh, a little bit more of a respected industry. Oh, it's going to make, I think, uh, I mean, I've, I've said this for years. I think the creative function of marketing and just creativity in general is going to be the last human profession. Like it's going to be the mm -hmm. last thing we're good at because AI I can't predict everything still needs lots of input. And so it's going to take a while. And really our brains are going to completely change when we start accessing information in a way that's instant and useful. Whereas right now, I mean, if you, next time you go on Google to search for something you need, just think about the steps that you go through. You type in some crap, crappy answers, type in some crap. Eh, well, it's okay. Let me click on it. Eh, it's crap too. Type in some crap. It's a long process versus right now I go to chat G GPT and I just, oh, there it is. Done. No process, no searching, <laughs> no time. I just freed up my entire day. I might have replaced staff members because I could get answers I need instantly. Like it's huge. Chinese brainwashing work. <laughs> Maybe, you know, who knows? But the thing is like, it's so much work otherwise, you know? Yeah. There's so many, there's so many like lessons we've had in life where you do, you'll do the dumb thing because 
I'm just tired. Like, I don't care. <clears throat> I mm -hmm. know this is manipulated. I know this is wrong in a bunch of ways, but oh, I don't want to spend an hour doing that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, people, even if it's wrong, people default to it because it's easy. Fascinating stuff. I can't see, can't wait to see what happens and how this all plays out. But well, I'm uh, right. I'm writing all my crap down. I'm trying to come out with my book, you know, this week. We'll see if that happens because I'm like, I got to get this out. I won't be able to sell a book pretty soon. Where? Oh, no. No, I'm not selling it. I'm giving this thing away. I'm like, I just want to be. But he's going to want it. No, people. Well, they're it's just like, going to search it for it. They're just the <laughs> answers are somewhere else. Well, that's why we got to do it right now because if you oh. wait any longer, <laughs> it's going to be replaced. So, hurry up, hurry up, get your last book. Hurry up, get it out there. Then you'll be known as the person who did whatever. Because this is—I've only talked about maybe half. Hey, of maybe it. someday, thirty years from now, they'll use your last book as. See, this is this is how we used to do things. Yep, this guy wrote this. Well, it, it, it was his own, his own raw thoughts. His own raw thought. He didn't even use an AI to just. Yeah. Can you believe this? This doesn't even make any sense. Uh, but no, I, I just remember because I was, I was around, I think I was 20 at the time when the internet really got going and people had this conversation. They said, well, is the internet just a fad? Like it's flash in the pan. People yeah. said that about the internet. <clears throat> and I was like, no, this is game changing. This is something mm -hmm. that's going to change how every business operates, how everybody consumes information, how everybody spends their time. It's going to change everything. This AI, like it, and you, you know, I, I put it all in my book in terms of like, here's what I think it's going to do. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Like it will yeah. be like apps, apps in, in general are crap, right? They don't do very much. They do it clunkily. And now yeah. if you said, no, now it's AI driven. Now everything is personalized and everything is useful yeah. to you. I mean, it's, I even put an app idea. Hopefully somebody picks it up because I'm like, I will download that app if you develop it based on AI because it's amazing. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I don't know how fast it's going to happen. That's my only debate. I think the agencies out there, um, including our own, you know, we need to take a hard look at how this is going to impact our clients. And we need to be pre-planning for it because I think this thing's going to move and move fast. Yeah, I think I think the best way that agencies could you know start to move towards like the future direction is get into NFTs, start worrying about licensing all the content creation you do for your for your clients, and start having these conversations with your clients to say like, hey, what yeah. if you could track all your processes? <clears throat> right. What if you could sell all your processes? You know, it's it's a game changer and. Yeah, I think not doing anything is not the action. Here. I think this is going to help uh, particularly um, coaches, consultants capitalize on what they have always felt was proprietary knowledge, but couldn't necessarily license it because yep. of all other types of rules and things connected with being able to do that but this is this is going to help them take their what they believe is original thought and monetize it yep and you know and then it'll it'll make the process of creation so much more vital to be original because i think a lot of people start saying like well 
I can't be an AI bot. I got to put some emotion into this. I got to put some real thought right. into it. I need to make it yeah. really useful. That's what people, I think, it, I think it'll increase the content quality by leaps and bounds. Fantastic. But it'll be good. If you're a good marketer, you're still going to have a job. Don't have to worry about that forever. You might be having the last job. Last job. Problem. <laughs> I got a nine-year-old granddaughter banking on it. There you go. Yeah. I mean, they could, you know, those, those kids, I don't even know, you know, I have a, I have a nine and a 10 year old and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what you're going <laughs> to <laughs> No, you got to have faith in the human spirit. Well, no, it's about thinking. So like for, for my son, we have yeah. him enrolled in a classical education school because they teach you how sure. to think. They don't teach you how to, you know, just facts and stuff. So we we're, we're working on it, but uh, should be fun. I think it's going to be a crazy ride. I love it. Glad we're doing it. We're having a blast. Yes. It's going to it's gonna be a ton of fun. People will realize like, well, you know what? I have dealt with this pain in the ass for way too long. And I'm going to stop now. And everybody will be happy. So, well, thank you for coming on the show, Thomas. Um, Thanks I'm for having me. I'd love to hear how you kind of, you know, what you do this year in terms of implementation. I think your your firm is amazing. Your work's amazing. And thank uh, you much. I think we'll just keep getting better. Thanks for being the best resource we've ever had to uh, keep our people in, in touch and in tune and well-educated. Really appreciate all the work you put into that. Well, we're going to keep on pushing the limits because we literally have to. Now you got to go write an AI course. I do. I've been thinking about it like, oh, crap. Uh, this is going to be fun. Uh, well, thank you so much, Thomas. Uh, where can people learn more about you and your company? ViralSolutions.net. Easy peasy. Love it. Easy peasy. All right. Thank you so right. much. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.